Hey there, Pastor Mark Jordan here from Hope Church. Thank you for stopping by and welcome to our online ministry. While you're here, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all the content that's released. And while you're online, visit us at our webpage at placeofhope.org. Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him. And we hope that this message today is helpful and inspiring for you as you continue to take your next step on your faith journey. Once again, thanks for visiting us and make sure to check us out at placeofhope.org. So we are continuing our current message series entitled Summer Break. The subtitle is Breaking from Bad Theology. This would be a great time if you've not done so already to pull out uh, your Hope Church Plus app for your follow-along notes and reflection questions. They are also inserted into your info guide. And I posted links on Facebook and YouTube. If you are worshiping with us online, you can access them there. Today we are talking about one of uh, the biggest misconceptions when we're talking about looking at incomplete and inaccurate theology, today's uh, quote is one that we are going to uh, hopefully be able to bring some clarity as well as some hope for you as you think about this. Because how often have you heard the statement, God helps those who help themselves? God helps those who help themselves. So many people think that this is actually a Bible verse. Uh, so, is there anyone in here this morning that thinks it's a Bible verse? You don't have to raise your hands, I'm kidding. Barna, uh, which is a faith-based research organization, uh, did a survey of Christians, and 52% of Christians believed that that comes from the Scriptures. God helps those who help themselves. 52%. So... I didn't see any hands in here this morning, and since we have about 4,000 people gathered in the room today, I should have seen thousands more, thousands more hands go up. But it's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible because, as we've talked about, as we're going to be talking about throughout this series, we are looking at instances of incomplete and inaccurate theology to try to look at some of these cliches and ways that we approach uh, understanding the way that God works in our lives and uses our lives to do His work in the world. God helps those who help themselves is incomplete and inaccurate because of its incompleteness. So what's wrong with this? What's wrong with this? If we follow along on the screen, you'll see that there are basically three points. This is not exhaustive, but basically three things that I jotted down when I was writing this message is that it puts the focus on us, right? So when we say God helps those who help themselves, the focal point is on us, the people. And so that automatically should send up a red flag, so to speak, that if we are putting the focus on us, then our focus is misplaced, right? And so the second aspect of it is it presumes or presupposes that God needs you and me to act first, that God needs us to act before God is going to act. Now, one of the things that we believe in our Christian experience, and particularly in our Wesleyan heritage, is that God is at work long before we are ever even aware of it. God is at work in your life through the power of his grace and his mercy and his love. God is at work in your life long before you are even aware of it. And so if we are thinking that it, the presumption is, is that we have to act in order to activate God, then we have our focus again misplaced. The third point of it is God's not dependent on you and me. He chooses to use you and me 
which is a very distinct difference, but God is not dependent on us. God wants to work within you and work within me and work within our church and our families and our communities, but God is not dependent on us in order for him to act. Now, of course, our understanding of free will and our theological perspective shows us that we can choose to live and to work and to move and to find our being in God's spirit. We can choose whether we do or not. Sometimes we choose well, sometimes we don't. But God is not dependent upon us. God asks us, invites us, calls us, and sometimes challenges us to work with him, in him, for him, so he can work in, with, for, and through us. So that is, in a nutshell, what is wrong with this whole idea of God helps those who help themselves. It puts the focus on us. It presupposes that God needs us to act first, but it also indicates that God is dependent on us in order to get things done. And thank goodness, none of that is accurate. Do you find these three points helpful? Do you? If you've ever, thank you, Diana. If you've ever found yourself guilty of thinking God helps those who help themselves, remember the focal point cannot be on us. It has to be on God. God is not dependent on you to act. God is inviting us to act and to work and to work and move through him. So three things I want us to think about that God says or that God, the way that God directs us as we move deeper into our content for today. The first thing is that God says he can do what we cannot do. God does what you cannot do. Is that good news to you? Is it surprising news to you? No. God does what you cannot do. Let's look really quickly at Romans chapter 8, verse 3. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. Where's the focal point? The focus is on our sinful nature here, but it's about what God is going to do. So, God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. You see how the the tension there at first wants to focus on us, but then it moves and it shifts the focus over to who God is and what God is doing in our lives. God does what you cannot do because of God's infinite power, God's love, his grace, his mercy. God does the things that you cannot do. He put the law and the rules, so to speak, that we hold on to is a way to show us that there is a limit to our capacity to accomplish God's work without God as our focal point. That's the key point there, I hope you understand, is there is a limit to the things that you and I can do, we can accomplish on our own, if we are not seeking to follow what God is asking us to do. God does what you cannot do. The second point is that God wants your initiative. God wants your initiative. Consider what Jesus wrote or said, I'm sorry, it was recorded in Matthew chapter 7 verses 7 through 8 based on this teaching of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Did you pick up on the action words there? God wants your initiative. God wants to work in and through and for you based on the calling that he's placed in your life. 
Don't misunderstand or misrepresent or misplace how it is that all this works. God is constantly at work in our life, even before we are aware of it. And he can do the things that you and I simply cannot do. And so he wants us to have and take the initiative to seek his will and then to allow that to motivate us and to move us into service and ministry for the world. And that begins in our homes, with our families, in the places where we work, where we learn, where we worship, where we shop, where we serve. God wants you to take the initiative. But he always wants you to bathe it in prayer and to ask him, God, how do you want to lead, guide, and direct me? taking the initiative to serve you. A wise pastor once messed up some words and coined one called the nerge. Are you laughing at the word or the wise pastor comment? Don't answer that. You know, you know, sometimes it's both. Yeah, thank you. So my, my mind races a lot faster than my mouth does, uh, which uh, creates all kinds of issues for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I said that nerge there one time. One time when I was trying to talk about a nudge and a nerge. I talked about this. I've written about this. But the idea is, is that God is going to constantly communicate with you and let you know what he needs you to do. He wants you to take the initiative to do it and to make yourself available. To make yourself available. So, God wants your initiative. But beyond it all, God wants you to know that your help comes from Him. It's not your strength. It's not your smarts. It's not your savviness. Or any other word that begins with an S or any other 25 letters in the alphabet you can think of. God wants you to know that your help comes from him. Of course, we read in the Old Testament, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, right? But pay attention to what Jesus said shortly before he went to the cross. John chapter 14, verses 16 through 17, Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another, what? Helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. This is talking about the Holy Spirit. Contextually, what happened here when Jesus made this statement to the disciples was he was preparing them for his departure. And at this point, the Holy Spirit had shown up throughout, I mean, from creation forward, but it wasn't one of those blanket things where the Holy Spirit just descended upon the entire earth. It had been prophesied that time was coming. And so Jesus is beginning to tell the disciples that this is what is coming. He's going away. But when he leaves, it actually was going to be a good thing. Because the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, was going to descend upon all those who believe that Jesus was God's one and only son, that God raised him from the dead, and that we are saved through the salvation. We find, we find salvation through the forgiveness of sins. That is the help. Jesus prayed to God in the power of the Spirit and gave us the model and the example for how you and I are to pray to God through the power of the Spirit. He sends his helper, not just to be with us or around us, but to be in us. Talking about a piece of kind of some incomplete theology, uh, any fans of Pinocchio? A lot of good theological points in Pinocchio, but one of my favorite characters in all of it is Jiminy Cricket, right? What does Jiminy Cricket always say? Let your conscience be your guide. 
right? That's not a bad impression from how it sounded in the speakers. Let your conscience be your guide, right? We all have a conscience. That's that thing that gnaws at us when we've done something wrong. That's the thing that helps us recognize that we've made a mess, we've missed something, we made a mistake. But your conscience can be so much more when we give our life over to Jesus Christ. Because the Holy Spirit comes, and as he's working to transform us and make us into a new creation, the Holy Spirit comes in and works within our conscience to help us to know that when we've sinned against God, so that we can grieve that, we can remember what Christ did for us on the cross, but it also helps to motivate us when we take the initiative to help share the love and the peace and the power of God. And we must remember that when we have the Holy Spirit within our lives, that the Holy Spirit is able to do things that we frankly simply cannot do. Do you see how all this works together? So does God help those who help themselves? It was a politician that first said that in the 1600s. Makes a lot of sense, right? It shifts the focus off of God and onto us. We must remember to put God at the heart and the center of who we are and what we do. To remember that God can do things that we simply cannot do. God is constantly pursuing you and helping you. He does want you to take the initiative. That's how we get some skin in the game, so to speak, right? But we must always remember that the help that we need, the help that we seek, the help that God sends comes from God. God is working in you to help you. If you need a little divine help this morning, a little Holy Spirit power, I want to ask you if you have prayed to welcome Jesus Christ into your heart. You've asked for the gift of the Holy Spirit to settle upon your head and into your soul to make you into that new creation and to bring you into that perpetual, powerful presence of God through the Holy Spirit. If you've not yet prayed and asked Jesus into your heart today, it'd be a great time to do it. Maybe one of the reasons is because you have that misnomer in your mind that God helps those who help themselves that make you feel like, we talked about last week, you got to clean your room, you got to clean your plate, you got to clean behind your ears before God is willing to help you. It's not what it is at all. Jesus says, come to me, and together we will clean up your life. Together we'll help you see the power and the wonder and the miracles of God. And not only that, it comes with an invitation to join God in his work. Jesus said in the same time, you are going to do greater things because of the power of the Holy Spirit within you. That's an offer. It's an invitation. Is it one that you need to accept, to receive? Is it one that you need to remind yourself of the power and presence of God, it's available to you, my friends. Will you pray with me as the band comes up and we'll close our service and we'll seek the power and presence of God here today. Almighty God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the reality that you can do the things that we cannot do. Lord, sometimes we are guilty of getting lazy because of that, thinking that you don't need our work, our help, and we fall into the trap of saying somebody's going to get to it. Somebody ought to do something about that, and we are those somebodies so help us to hear and to feel the nurses that you're putting in our lives but even through that to know beyond the shadow of a doubt almighty god that our help comes from you that your son jesus sends the holy spirit for us 
to empower us and to enable us to be at work in service and ministry to the world beginning right here in our own backyard. So for the life that is here this morning, whether in the space or worshiping with us online, that is opening itself to receiving you for the very first time, Lord God, I pray that those celebrations in heaven are breaking out and that we may feel those vibrations in our spirits and in our souls, that we might join in those celebrations and that we might feel and find ourselves nourished to help go back out into the community and to let others know that you are real and you love us and have a plan and a purpose for our lives. But Lord God, I also know in addition to those who have not yet accepted you, that there are plenty in the world that accepted you, but somewhere along the way got off that path. And Lord God, we feel that when we get off that path that maybe we've just neglected and abandoned our salvation. That's not how it works. But here we need to take that initiative to invite you into our lives again, that we may feel you moving within us. And so, Lord God, however it is that we find ourselves, help us to remember that you can do the things that we cannot do. You ask us to take that initiative, but to rely on the help that you put within us to the power of your Son and the Holy Spirit. And so, however it is that we find ourselves here today, Lord, may we first of all realize that we find ourselves in you. Bless us, keep us, and enable and empower us to be your representatives in the world. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you again for joining us today. We are glad that you stopped by. Again, we want to encourage you to visit us online at placeofhope.org. If you're in the Paulding County area, there you can get service times, directions, and information about all of our awesome activities for children, for students, and for adults. Again, Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him, and we hope to provide you the heart fuel you need to follow Jesus. Thanks again.